Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Monday night, 8 p.m. The Live Land returns. Me, Phil Bath, Jack Garwood, and Lee Boyce. We thought last week was busy, gents, and we've <laughs> done it again. Um, we, we went into Fergie time last week, and then the announcements just kept coming and coming and coming. Then we had a TV tournament, a women's series, Suits Live on the show. Happy freaking Monday, everyone. It's a good job Neil Duff sacked us off last week, isn't it? <laughs> Busy man. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, how are we? I'm feeling a lot better than Lee is right now. <laughs> I'm all good. As I said, welcome back to the best dart show. We are here about darts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go, folks. Um, we're not quite sure what happened there. I think there's um some gremlins in the system. Wait, wait, nobody saw anything. Just run the intro again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now, now, now that we are live, we'll say welcome along, everyone. Um, Monday night, 8 p.m., the live land returns. And by Christ, what a week, gents. First of all, how are we? Because um, it's been quite a week for more announcements. You should know. I only like speaking to you two on air. Off air, I don't speak to you at any time. I don't like the fact I've just had to do that for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Busy week. Busy week, but all good. I mean, there's another United player heading towards behind bars. So, yeah, it's been a great week. Darcho, Jack. <laughs> right wingers in trouble all over the place. But anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Um, yeah, look, first of all, we thought that last week's calendar announcement, it couldn't get any worse. But, um, it did. Yes. Did it get worse? Um, More interesting? Um, yeah, possibly. Um, Suits Su- 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 is going to be on half eight. Is half hour enough to do this first bit? Or are we doing this after Suits? Let's do it first. No, no, no. Let's do... 
Why do we never ban a bloody show? First of all, the technology's failed. Now we're four minutes into the actual show and debating what we yeah. should actually talk actually, about. Yeah, I've changed my mind. Let's actually do. Let's talk about some live action. Because last week we sort of stipped over live action and done about ten minutes of it. Yeah, well, I don't think that's long enough to talk world series. Do women's series. We'll do women's series. We'll do women's series in half an hour. <clears throat> We'll, we'll, we'll do the women's series first, then, because... Because there is a little bit of discussion around that as well, isn't there, in the way that we've interpreted the rules. So we'll do women's series. Because it's going to get spicy later on, I promise you. Um, and by the way, the chat with Matt Porter is on tomorrow. Yeah, because you're badgering him at a train station, the poor bloke. He's trying to get away from you, and you're like, yep, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> right, it's what we do. And in fact, he answered is an impressive thing. I've got more questions for him as well, by the way. <laughs> uh, right, women's series. All the big hitters won one. Did we get more questions and answers, Gob, from this weekend's women's series? I think so. I think overall, I didn't watch. It's no secret that we weren't streaming on Saturday as we normally would. Um, but I was here for all day Sunday. Overall, it feels like the players that are capable, those that bang in the ton pluses, the, the regular sit at 85 plus low 90s didn't seem to quite be there as often this weekend those in that chase and it's been a while since the last block i'm not going to say there's less to play for but this is sort of the low block the last actually we're going to go put things right after the match play this is the middle one the next one is the one that is really the the cut off deadline to head towards the world championship and the uh grand slam um well spread out. There wasn't the usual dominance from Bo. Um, we had early exits from Fallon. The draw was absolutely brutal at times. By the way, Raymond Stanley had a couple of crazy draws. Mikuru Suzuki wasn't too kind to her either at times. Um, and I think that's reflected in the way she's played today, by the way. If anybody's been watching the Super Series, she's had one hell of a weekend in terms of draws and matchups and last leg deciders. That felt like the entire MO for her Saturday. Um, her Sunday, sorry. Um, but overall, look, I guess the good thing is that nobody has dominated this because it does leave that last block so open. Do you think, looking, looking at the block with four different winners, one of the names that has probably stood out for me isn't one of those winners, but was in a couple of finals. But how good is it to see Anastasia Bat playing, oh, playing, playing well, competing with the top echelon of the women's game, considering for two years, maybe, give or take, she hasn't had much competitive darts to then be back into that women's event. And yes, not picking one up, but probably, well, definitely apart from them four, has had the best weekend out of anyone else and puts herself in a, a very strong opening position for Blackpool. I know it's a, a still a while away, but... Yeah. The World Championships was obviously completely out of sight for Anastasia because of the timing she came into the World Series and uh, Women's Series. Sorry, but what a four, what a four events it's been for Anastasia looking at performances and actually seeing her on stream a couple of times looking very very good. Yeah, yeah, and I guess look, this isn't a dip, but it's almost very apt that Anastasia's return to form comes in a week where we're going to discuss the WDF versus the PDC. and Tony Martin's. Facebook. I know Tony sometimes watches. If you're watching, hope you're good, mate. He didn't hold back on his Facebook post either, um, which was good. Uh, loads of questions about the exclusion zone. We'll come on to that when we talk about the World Series. B 
because of the bit that ITV did between semi-final and final. Um, I've spoke to the referees about it as well, so I've got a semi-answer. People might not like it, but we'll talk about that. I'll star these questions for when we talk about the World Series. Uh, how are we doing, Missy? Hope you are good. Hope everyone else is amazing in the chat room as well. Um, yeah, look, Anastasia, fabulous to see her back. Um, and look, she is one of the greatest women ever to throw a dart. Let, let's have that right to, to start with. And to see her back to getting to finals is nothing short of sensational. Yeah, because there's a well, the fact she's multiple world champion tells you everything, but she was dominant as, as one of the best women that have picked up a dart for, for a severe amount of time. She was playing against the men in the PDC. She was playing in the World Cup of Darts and all sorts. And look, if Anastasia can refine that form, given it, it's almost unfair and unjust that players that have held the mantle for women's darts for so long are now dipping out of form, the likes of Trina Gulliver, the likes of Dieter Hedman, the likes of Anastasia, who did it because it was a, a passion, a love, and there was a little bit of reward at the end. And actually, now that there are more rewards than ever before, it seems to be that younger, new batch of players that are benefiting the most from that. And it would be very, very nice to see the likes of Anastasia, the likes of Dieter, the likes of Trina Gulliver, Lisa Ashton to an extent, get those rewards before their career is over and be remembered for the dark players that they were. Because if you weren't a BDO fan 10, 15 years ago, you might not be familiar with just how good a dark player some of these women are. I remember when Anastasia, sorry, Vincent, beat Vincent at the Grand Slam. That tongue she took out in the deciding leg was, was incredible. Um, and look, it, it's just great to see her back. But look, there is one interesting bit. Let's Let's dig into it. We're going to touch on the World Championship ban later on in the show, darts after dark, because we are going to go in on it. But if, and it is an if right now, if Bo plays the WDF and turns down her invite as the match play champion, as I understand it, and it's just how I've interpreted the rules, so if I'm wrong... Well, I'm, I'm going to get some clarity off of, off of Matt tomorrow. If that happens, as I understand it, that place would not go down the rankings in the women's series. That place would revert to the PDPA qualifier, which is horrific considering all the news last year was celebrating the fact we were going to see three women at the World Championship going forward. And I guess there is two ways to look at this. And first I'll go with the, the devil's advocate or the rule side of it, is that winning the world, women's world match play is effectively an international qualifier. That is standardised across all the international qualifiers, that if somebody wins one of those, without it being international, it is, it goes in the international no, 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 qualifier. No, 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 no. I've, I've got a caveat to this. If that's the case, then why did the CDC retain the North American place to their rankings because Jeff Smith couldn't take it. I'm just explaining why <laughs> that rule exists. Right? And then you can look at the intricacies and actually that then gives the PDC an out should there be outrage about it if Bo Greaves does not take the spot. Right? That, that's the thing to consider here is the PDC have the ability to change their mind or to award that to the next ranking spot 
if Bo decides not to play in their tournament. They don't need to comment on it at the moment because she hasn't made that decision. But ultimately, the women's match play counts as an international qualifier spot for the World Championships. And as standard, if anybody doesn't take up that rule, it should then go to the PDPA qualifier. Or they can, if somebody's already earned that spot, if nobody's earned that spot, if a qualifier doesn't go ahead, then they can redistribute it how they see fit, which is what happened with, was it Russia the other year? Yeah. And that's how they ended up with the women's match play spot last year anyway, was one of those spots wasn't taken up. Do you think, obviously, players aside, just as a number, obviously, because there was a lot of noise around last year. It was good news. It was just the timing of that announcement that sort of turned it both ways. Do you think it's a detriment, though, to the women's game if you then reduce, take away one spot because one of those three has yeah, 100%. not accepted that position? Because for me, 100%. it certainly is. I bet, I bet the point of it's in other international events, it's then opened back up to a PDPA qualifier. But for me... The growth of the women's game is so important to the PDC. And I think the PDC have recognised that with the enhancements of events, with the um, women's match play over the past two years. To then remove one of them spots if a player decides to go to a different organisation for that tournament, um, I think that would be a, a bit of a knot to the women's game. And second to that, I guess it's looking at who's in that position as well, because that will also raise question marks, let's be honest. If there's a certain player sitting in fourth place, that would then raise a different question because we're all expecting to see Fallon at the world anyway due to a position. But I think if she was in fourth, would we then see a different different decision from the PDC? Yeah, look, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to get 100% clarity from Matt on this, but the way I understand it, that's what happens by the, the rules. Yeah, but... It just undoes everything they did good last year. It does. Yeah, it does. Um, what I hope happens is that Bo makes a decision before the final block of women's series events. Yeah. So the PDC can make a ruling when, before that place is decided. Let me When's that a block of events? It's in a few weeks' time, I think. October, I think, for a minute. And I don't want to put pressure on Bo to do that, but it would avoid uh, 14th or 15th of October. My yeah. understanding from a WDF perspective of an initial announcement, their cut-off for rantings was the 1st of October or around that time, and their draw was done shortly follow. So I think by then the decision would have to have been made um, either way from a WDF point of view to yeah. obviously then be in that draw. So I think it would be an agree that I don't see why that decision wouldn't have been made unless the right information hasn't been provided. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose a lot will determine on the announcement due on the 26th for this month. Eight days. And which is, I, I, I genuinely think if the prize... We'll do the next week's show to Tuesday, just in case, so we can get that announcement in. Um, if the prize money is shit, I think that could sway decisions. If the prize money is under 10 k we'll, we'll we'll have this discussion shortly because we're going to move yeah. on to it later on. Yeah, I know yeah, it is into both, but we'll yeah, come back no, to it. Everyone, we are going to... Suits is coming on at, on at half eight. So the, the announcement from last week is going to take longer than half an hour. 
for us to to, to go in on. Um, so we're going to do that after suits, but it's an absolute fuck up. Let, let's have it right. Um, but we'll, we'll come on to that as as and when. Um, evening, Mr. Edgar as well, watching down in Portsmouth. Hope you are good, my friend. You mean um, Glenn? What's that? You mean Glenn? <laughs> um, but look, it, it, it's interesting. The uh, oh, and off the women's series, Gob, you have a new favourite nickname, don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you share that with us? I, 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 Owen Bates's nickname is no longer Gob's favourite. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get how it's a thing. I don't get why you. Yeah. <laughs> just, for, just, for pe- just for people who don't follow you on Twitter, what's his, what's his nickname, pal? So there are some uh, questionable nicknames in the sport. We, we have Owen the Master Bates. You've got the Magnet for Tim Poozy. Um, but Samantha Curtin, K-I-R-T-O-N, but pronounced Curtin, has the nickname Beef. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, don't try and hide it, Gob, because you put it out there in the public domain. <laughs> what? She was on stream with it on the back of her shirt. What more am I supposed to do? <laughs> do you think no one from the PDC noticed the nickname on the back of the shirt by any chance? I don't know, but I don't care. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could, could you imagine that if one day she qualifies for Ali Pali and she gets, the full, she gets the full Johnny Mac treatment? Without him realising as well. Without, I, I wish I'd never said anything. It just happened, you know. Qualified to his match play. And he absolutely smashes it out that way. Because we all know if Owen Bates ever gets anywhere, he will be the master Owen Bates. It won't be Owen the master Bates, right? It will be yeah. he's the master and then his name, right? They will avoid that on TV for fear of off-com complaints or whatever else. Yeah. There will be very little reference to his nickname, but... <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what do you think the Wartong will be to that nickname? <laughs> Vindaloo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, one one block left wow. for the women's series, and look, there is still all to play for. Um, Fallon's win in that last event also keeps her slim hopes, and it and it is slim. Of making the Grand Slam as well, because without that, it was pretty much done and dusted. Makuru was going to to Wolverhampton, but there is still a chance. There is, yeah. Uh, she's two thousand two hundred behind Makuru right now, which, when you consider the start that Fallon had, is pretty impressive. Um, well, it'd be great to see Makuru make that debut. I think in a group stage, like she hasn't performed today in the Super Series. Let's not get away from that. But we know she's got the ability over those short races. She's played, before, she's played in the slam before. Oh, yeah. She was too close to be Gezi. She's yeah. been close. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it would be like she's got the ability to go up there and win games on TV. She was very nearly the first to do it at the World Championship. She missed starts to beat James Richardson. Yeah, it, it certainly made it interesting down into the next block because, yeah. as you've mentioned, as you mentioned early on, that two thousand gapped and closed very quickly because of a first round draw. Yeah, that's around one, and one of them goes. Yeah. Off. But it's the it's the very same with 
Fallon and Lisa, because obviously at the moment you're fighting for second and third for the Worlds, and there's yeah. 2,150 between those two right now as well. That they were on Fallon and Lisa on a collision course to meet in the semi-finals of event number 20. Lisa lost in the quarters, and obviously the longer that Fallon then went on, the more important that became to put a gap between her and Lisa in that chase. I mean, Rihanna Sullivan's not out of it. There is still eight grand maximum to play for. You would have to go and win all four events. If Bo's in the field, obviously that becomes less likely. It seems to me that she picks up at least one every single time she, she turns up these days with the quality field. But it, it, it's not mathematically impossible. I mean, anybody down as far as Robin... Well, no, not even aiming anymore. Robin Byrne is still in contention. Here's one for you. And Adam says it here. And it says, if Bo doesn't pick the PDC Worlds then she shouldn't be allowed to play in the Grand Slam. I disagree with that. It's, she's won the opportunity to, to play in it. However, knowing what we know and knowing how things are looked on, I don't think it'll be looked on well by the PDC if she picks the, the lakeside over that and then plays in the Slam. I don't think it'll be looked on particularly well, if I'm being honest. I know she won't care about that, but <laughs> yeah, it, I, I don't think it'll be looked upon well, but she has the right to, to do it. She's she's won that won that spot. It's exactly the same as having a tour card, right? Once you qualify for these events, it's a right to turn up and play in them if you so yeah. choose. You don't have to. I could qualify for the World Championships next year and, and not play if I don't want to. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. That's exactly what she's earned. That was the that was the prize on offer for winning the women's world match play. That's exactly what she's earned the right to do. If she wants to pick one and not the other, then then so be it. I don't think there's anything they can do about it. I don't think she's high up on their agenda to suddenly turn up to a World Series event unless she starts doing things in PDC televised events. And the less TV events she's in, the less likely she is to do that, etc. But it's completely her choice. And they keep offering avenues for her to qualify and she takes them, she can do what she wants with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly that is is the thing. Evening, Pete. Hope you are good. Don't worry. We're going to talk about that. I'll star that one for later as well because we know it is going to get absolutely um, jazzy when when, when we kick that off. Um, but no, just good to have the, the Women's Series back. Whilst we're on the uh, other events, I didn't see a lot of it, but we obviously had the British Classic and Open in Bridlington. Um, He's been told the loot lit like classic and open I, I, I was gonna say it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's called the, the the cheat code up down left right <laughs> AC start pick whichever level you want Luke Littler um just absolutely obliterated the field in Bridlington his his victories and his manner of his victories are ridiculous five now um, in the final average in 105 if there is any doubt about Luke Littler's readiness to go and be a tour card holder next year He's a leg away from a pro tour length match there. Was he, and he's youth, 105. Youth, classic, open, doubles, mix. Mm-hmm. Something like, along that. Yeah. Four out of five of them. Completed the set. With a big thumbs up. Thanks for coming. But that's my last ever WDF event. I'll see you in the future. Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. Mic drop. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I see his manufacturer did a nice post on socials this weekend as well, bigging up all their players' runs. Uh, they got Makura. Makura <laughs> um, in yeah. the women's series, then Aspinall reaching a final. And obviously, Luke just picked up four titles. He's like, 
Yeah, sorry guys, I did it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pete, at a guess, probably because it was cheap and it's at a seaside location vibes. Yeah. Is is my guess, um, but well, to be fair, Brings is actually not too bad as a venue for the spa okay, yeah. event. But it's better than the um, Preston Guildhall. Yeah, do you remember the last BDO um, World Trophy there? Wasn't that? <laughs> Was it better um, or worse than Blackburn? Was it Blackburn? I can't remember this. Yeah. Um, but uh, Dita picked up a title as well. She opted for that over the women's series. No real surprise, but we've seen Dita do that quite frequently. We have. I mean, I haven't seen the full weekend. I know it's available on Dark Connect, but I did see her stats in the final. And I think it might be time to talk about the fact that Dita's on a bit of a decline. Age catches up with, with everyone in, in, in sport. And look, Dieter has been an absolute fabulous, fabulous servant to, to the sport. What what she's done for it is yeah. is, is incredible. But in, in any sport, at, at times, age and, and generations catch up with the, the 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 very elite to the dog and duck. Yeah. But I'm not yeah. saying the dog and duck, by the way. But just from any any level, it, it catches up. Yeah, but that, I mean, that probably comes back to the point. For the England team, either by the way, she missed out on that on the Friday. Picked up that win in the classic, I think it was, averaging sixty nine. I, I wasn't that impressed with her performance in York either for the seniors. I know she was a late call up to that, and I know she still works. And is a, uh, I think she's still a postie, so it's, it's still quite busy and, and perhaps doesn't put as much time in on the board as others around her are able to. But it does feel like again, she was one of those names I mentioned earlier that is going to sort of be passed by a little bit by the evolution that is coming within the sport and the ability to go full-time as a dark player. 15, 20 years ago, if this was happening, if Dita was 15 to 20 years younger, she'd have been one of the first to be jumping out the charts to, to play darts for literally a lifestyle. Oh, and I think now that the, the clients come at the wrong time, I don't think she's going to be able to make that jump this late in her career. But that, but that is... The progression of the women's game will have that impact on some players, and you probably named two early on in Trina and Dita, that are great ambassadors, can still can still produce moments of brilliance. Um, however, because of the the game currently and the push of the women's game, we are seeing the likes of Tatie Sheldon's probably one of the names of sort of Robin Byrne. They're sort of the ones that you look at and think they're the ones who are going to benefit massively from the progression of this game. Unfortunately, not the likes of Dita and Trina, but still does see Dita winning stuff. And that number just keeps topping up, doesn't it, of being winning the most titles. It's not going to stop. And I guess the more of these events that clash with the PDC, we still might see a pit up a few more. Yeah, look, um, the, 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 there's probably only one title missing on that glittering CV. Everything else is on there apart from that one. But does that potentially become more achievable now? Well, I know we'll talk about that in a bit. Yes. But potentially, look, I don't mean I don't mean this disrespectfully to the other women that have qualified for Lakeside. However, if Bo chooses to play Lakeside, she wins it at a canner. You you would expect, yeah. I, and, I, and I don't mean that horribly, but her level, 
She'd be she'd be favourite to do that. Yeah, better than than anything else in the event. And if she's not there, then it literally is a complete open field for everyone else. So yeah, if 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 Bo's not there, then then why not? It, 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 it could then be be interesting. Um, that, we'll, we'll we'll see how that 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 plays out. But yeah, the um, um, Luke Littler absolutely dominating the WDF circuit in what will be his last before making the step. We'll see him once more in the Super Series before he makes the leap as well. It's it's mad that someone at such a young age is saying, I'm done with that, I'm done with that. I know he's doing it in a positive way because he's only doing better and better, but someone's as well, I'm winning everything and then I'm out of here. And let's be honest, he's doing that on the Super Series as well, isn't he? He's only got one more for the hat trick. Yeah. But it just looks, it looks unstoppable. The, the days, the days the boys died are just ridiculous. I don't want to, like I said, hype him up too much, but how I think we're past that. I really it's do. Very hard. It's very hard not to do it. Yeah. The only the only question marks right now about how good he can be is long format on TV. So I think is what is what sort of position we're at because he seems to have done everything else. Yeah, uh, c- completely. Um, Connor says, "Are you going to?" Um, we haven't actually planned Lakeside yet because that week is absolutely manic of the things we've got to cover. So. We need to plan it as in that whole week because it's massive exhibition season as well with pre-PDC World content to go and gather. Um, And as if by magic, right, we are literally going to play a 20-second advert, everyone. And Mr. Suits will be back on the other side of this. Gentlemen, Mr. Alan Sousa joins us. How are we doing, buddy? All right. How's you guys? All right. All good, mate. All good. Before we get into the juicy stuff, going off last week, we have to ask you, what was that COVID party really like? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know know what the mental thing is? It it wasn't even a party. It was just just nuts how that ended up being a fine, but I understand why they've done it. But... um, yeah, we weren't meant to be in rooms, so that's just that's what happened. We were all in uh, someone's room. Can, can can you confirm or deny that the um, PDC tournament director and head of security were there with a clipboard, just ticking you all off as you walked out the room? I can confirm. Obviously, I I knew it had happened because Dobes had told me, but when it all came out on the phone list and they were just all there, it was like. <laughs> 
It's funny because it was ages, you know, it was a couple of years ago. So it's, obviously the fines are take a while to come out. But yeah, it was just one of those things. Um, first of all, mate, how's things with you? Yeah, good. Busy. Really been really busy lately. I've not been playing as much darts, but I've been working and doing exhibitions. So try to do as much as I can, obviously. I think you are even busier than Phil Bars, if that's possible. <laughs> that might get of course I am. I've got I've got to work for a living. Yeah, the thing is, suit of parties as well. Phil doesn't, and we know that. <laughs> yeah, if that man was in pop mode in his flip flops. <laughs> true, true, true story, suits. I rocked up to um, pop mode in Blackpool in my flip flops, and they were like, "How have you got in wearing them?" You should not. Remember he what should've... you just said there, pop world. That's how you got in. Pop he, to be honest, he, he should have been fined more than you for that. <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree with that. Uh, look, first of all, because you're on. Look, by the way, we 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 already sorted to get you on before the announcement come out. The the pro tours moved to, to midweek, and you were the first one that that I thought of when this come out. For the man that works, this must cause absolute carnage. Yeah, nightmare. <laughs> to be honest I'll, I'll give you a, a different sort of look on it so I, I work tons of weekends you know because I, I work a rolling eight day shift pattern so I, I catch loads of weekends so it doesn't affect me as, what, as much as what you would think I feel sorry for the guys that work Monday to Friday because you know maybe I could be working a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday and be off during the week so it, it might actually fall good for me I've actually looked at the 2024 work calendar and it's kind of similar to this year, about forty, maybe fifty swaps. So <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of same same for me. But I feel sorry for you know I've spoke to a couple of the guys. For example, like Nick Kenny, example, he works Monday to Friday, and it's kind of it's going to kill guys like that, definitely. Are you keeping people sweet on your Christmas card list ahead of those swaps? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've just got to be uh, everybody's friend at work. <laughs> you can't annoy anybody. <laughs> you need them all. <laughs> it's interesting. As a player, do you like the move to try and make it more professional or is it not there yet? As a player, where do you stand on it? Yeah, I like it. I think that's that's the way it should be. And I, that, I, Actually, speaking to Michael Smith last week, practising, talking about it, trying to be in the Olympics and not having the alcohol side and all that sort of be more professional, try to get in the Olympics and things, which that's where they're trying to go. And and the midweek thing is obviously it's a job and they're treating it as a job. And a lot of the guys treat it as a job, but there are a lot of us that still have to work because yeah, you maybe have a good run in a world or you have a good run in, in a tournament and you, it looks like your rankings is giving you a good living, but it's not quite all that, you know? So I think a lot of us still need to work unless we're in the top echelons of the game. Yeah, look, I remember six, seven weeks ago, there was a question mark around your name about the, the World Championship. However, a good couple of blocks of, of, of Pro Tours has put you right back in the mix now, just outside that beloved green on, on dark rankings. But you must be a, a lot more comfortable with your situation now than you were six, seven weeks ago. Well, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the bubble on both. I'm 33rd on both sides, which is, <laughs> that's not the place to be. But do you know what? I think people forget that I'm just a, as I tell you all the time, a part-time dart <laughs> player. And I've had two good years of it, and this year's not been great. It's been it's been really hard. And when you go to the Pro Tour and you get beat first round, and you think, right, we'll go again tomorrow, and you get beat first round, you think, oh, man, come on. And that's kind of the way it's went. And the last block of Pro Tours... 
How was your luck? I draw Michael Smith in the first one. Give him a run, 6-5. Next day, I draw Ryan Serrell. How was your luck? 6-5. So I'm just I'm just not getting the rub of the green in those wins. But to be honest, I'm not averaging 100. I'm not averaging 95 plus in a lot of these games. So you don't deserve to win if you're not putting in the numbers. Because like you guys have just been talking about before I came on, about Luke Littler putting in 105s in Bridlington in finals. If he comes to the post, he's going to smack me to pieces. <laughs> what do you put that down to in your game that you're not hitting those numbers that you were the, the last few years? I, just, I, I don't practice eight hours a day. And, and, and probably most of the guys don't. And if they tell you they do, they're probably havers. But I, I probably, you know, I've not practiced for two days, the last two days, because I've been working. So it's just reality. And like I was going to practice tonight, but. Some guy wanted me on a podcast, so So the next set of pro tours, Mr. Bars, it's your fault. <laughs> it's half an hour gap. Yeah, about half hour. Well, if you could do silly parking and driving all these miles, you could have come on last week. <laughs> nah, oh. do, do you know what? I just, I, I'm just not getting the rub of the green. I, I still practice, of course, I practice, but um. The novelties wore off as well, maybe, and I'm not a surprise to a lot of the players that maybe hadn't seen me for a couple of years because I was in BDO land and playing for Scotland and things. But um, I've had two good years of it. This year's been all right. Hopefully, we can make Ali Pali. That's kind of the that's my goal every year. You've got to try and make Ali Pali. And I think a lot of people, especially up my way, that they don't realize that you've not qualified for Ali Pali. They think, well, you've done all right last year. You must be in this year. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. You've got to get in there every year. So, yeah, I just need to qualify for Ali Pali. I think that's my end goal now with nine Pro Tours left and I've got one Euro tournament held as I'm. So, let's try and get to Ali Pali. Those Euro Tours, we speak about, about them all the time. They're more important than the Pro Tours now. Would you agree? But, well, I'm a prime example. I've won more on the Euro Tour than I have on the Pro Tour this year. So, there, there's proof in the pudding. Sweet, thank you. You're sounding like a bit earlier. I, I thought you were a bit like a Scottish Richie House and just a, a part-time dark player. He tells he's just a pub player having a good run. <laughs> With the moves to midweek and the PBC looking to be that little bit more professional, what does the future look like for Suits? Are you always going to be a fireman? Are you going to be a full-time dark player at any point? Is there conversations uh, to be had? Great question, but I, I do get asked it a fair bit. The guy above me asks me it sometimes. But... Um, <laughs> I think to give a proper answer to that, I've got four years, four months until I'm 50 years old and I can retire from the fire service. So I have no intention of being a full-time pro, no intention of leaving the fire brigade in those four and a bit years. If I've still got my tour card when I turn 50 and leave the fire brigade, then I suppose I'll be a full-time pro because I won't have another job and I probably wouldn't look for another job. But darts doesn't cover your cover your money as much as what guys think you know that's probably why Johnny worked as long as he worked kept his job and done kept his hand in because it's not it's not as lucrative as what you all what you all make out and what social media makes out but yes it makes you more comfortable especially when you've got your your normal job as income but that's security and if you go to the pro tour and win nothing and you don't qualify for euro tours so you win nothing it's it's a tough place to be and i've seen it with guys that got the tour cards with me at q school in 21 they, a lot of those guys lost their card two years later and only won a few grand. And they've probably done better than me at Q School. So it's a, it's a tough place to play darts, I tell you. Really tough. 
Just just one thing to note from there, Jack. Four years and four months from the seniors. <laughs> I, was the the seniors. Oh, I, can, I can retire from the fire service when I hit 50 and I'm like, yeah. are you keeping an eye on things like the seniors or the <laughs> or, or other alternatives or is it just... No, nah. right yeah, just playing in the, in the PDC. Actually, because I used to run a lot of darts up here, I used to run Angus Darts Academy and Angus actual county darts in Scottish the Scottish Darts system. But I stopped all that, and I reckon if I lost my card, I wouldn't go back to that. I don't even think I'd go back to any of that. So this this last couple of years has let me see that darts is huge because I played it as a as a hobby. I love playing for Scotland, obviously, like like anybody would represent in your country. But I think. Going back that way now, after being in the PDC, would be too too big a step backwards, too awkward a sort of place to be because people, I think the way people think that you think you're a top player now, but I don't I, I don't look at the the seniors at all. I actually don't feel that old. <laughs> I get I get it. I'd like to put he bought that up, not me. Somebody else suits. You're getting on a bit. Cheers, boy. See, cheers, boy. Just just as you mentioned there about playing for Scotland and how much you enjoyed that. How much do you look at the form of Peter Wright and Darry Anderson now? We've obviously the World Cup changing to doubles. How much is your attention on them too? And does looking at the the race down into next year, we have a lot of money coming off Peter Wright, a lot of uh, a bit of money coming off Darry Anderson. Is your focus longer term looking at that for next year in the World Cup? I think last year was probably my chance and maybe the year before. So those two are the best two players that have been in Scotland for, ever, apart from Jockey Wilson back in the day. But those two guys are, are superstars in, in, in our country. So guys have still got it and Peter still got it. You know, they're still up there. I know there's maybe a lot of money coming off the rankings, but they're still way above me. And uh, certainly Cammy Menzies is starting to pick up a little bit and show a little bit more than what, what he has showed so far because guys in Scotland know how he can play especially on the floor, he just needs to find that on a stage, so I would have loved to have played, last year Gary obviously came back and the year before when I was third, Hendel got another shot because he was reigning champion and quite rightly so, I don't hold the grudge against that at all, Hendel's a top top man and mega respect him, so it, the last two years was probably my chance, but I'm still there I'm still, there. I'm still third third-ranked Scott at the minute, so I'll keep trying to be the third-ranked Scott and then see where it takes me. But obviously, if Gary and Peter play, then I haven't got to look another. For, enter for, entertain for entertainment value, you and Menzies is a double. I've got too much will happen on the dartboard. Yeah, they, they just need to film us at the, the drinks table and off through the back and things, because it would just be... Cam, Cammy's off his head. He's absolutely off his head. <laughs> he's some guy, but he's an absolutely fantastic player. And you, you've kind of seen it the last few months. He's been tremendous on the Pro Tour as well. So, but he is, he's, he's mad. He's mad. Uh, Callum Ridd's in the chat room saying hello as well. I hope you're good, buddy. Don't, uh, don't, don't speak to him. <laughs> Look, we, we, we don't just want to talk about darts. Um, it's it's obviously about you. Ever and everyone knows that. How do you fit everything that you do just into your life in general? Because obviously you've got your family, firefighter training, the guide dogs involved with the youth and everything. How how does Alan Suter fit everything into this life? I live in Scotland, so we get more hours in the day up here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys not get that down there, no. <laughs> so basically, I take all the credit for guide dogs, but it's Amanda that does it all. Not, I, I don't do any of it really. <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> I do help, but um, I'm not wanting to sit about and watch TV or to just do nothing. I'm, I'd rather be doing stuff. So firefighting's 
I've done it for 19 years now, so it's part of me. And I just, you get used to your rotation and you know what you're doing. And the guys that work, that swap with me, are all used to me coming and asking for days off. So that all fits the bill perfectly still. But um, I like being busy. I don't mind it at all. And the travel side of it is, obviously I've got to travel a little bit further than the guys that live in England, but don't complain about that because guys are travelling from all over Europe to come and play in the PDC. So a six-hour drive to Barnsley or to Wigan or wherever, it's no big deal. Is that one of your icks when you see people from the UK moaning about having to travel? <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> do you know what? Just get on with it. If you, you've got a tour card, go and travel. If you're getting picking up prize money, then softens the blow. If you do well in an event or qualify for something, then that's the way it is. Sometimes I play in the pro tour on, say, a Friday during the day, go back to the house and go to bed, get up at midnight, shower, shave, and drive through the night back up to Scotland and go straight on day shift just to save one swap. So, don't moan about travelling for a couple of hours and being stuck in an airport for an extra couple of hours. Just, just, that's life, isn't it? Just, just get on with it and deal with it. That's probably because of the job I do. I just tend not to moan too much about things that I just get on with. But also, does that desire that you have and that, that ethic come from, obviously, where you served in the military as well? Yeah, of course it does. That's you were. That, I was a 17-year-old boy, really, when I started in the army. So that's what moulds you into what you see today, you know. I think anyone that's been in the military will tell you that's where that's where their everything's built from. That yeah, of course it is. It's just a real fascinating to see how you work compared to to everyone else. It's it's a, it's a real a, a real insight. But obviously, when you've done well at Ali Pali, and, and we've laughed and joked about it, the fact that you've you've gone home for a shift and and, and then come back, do you get recognised when you're out fighting fires and you you you've got your your hat on and everything like that? You're the guy on the telly. Ah, it's mental because my shift gives me absolute pelters for it as well. Obviously, the kind of banter that goes on the fire is brutal, and uh, I'm usually the brunt of most of it. So if we if we go out as a shift, even for a night out, the whole thing is if I get recognised and ask for a photo, I have to buy the shift around. So you can imagine, <laughs> so you can imagine what the shifts are like. Every single pub we go in, they're like, "Go and ask him, go and ask him, go and ask him." <laughs> so it, it just ends up being an absolute carry on, but. Um, it's, it's a good thing, you know, I, I go in people's houses and check the smoke alarms and they're like, oh, you're the guy off the telly and yeah. I, I actually heard it tonight, walking to the shop, one of the little kids stopped me and says, oh, hiya, me and my family watch you on the TV when you play darts. And I was like, oh, brilliant, thanks very much. It's just, it's a cool thing because I don't see myself at the level of, you know, your your Aspinalls and MVGs and, and guys like that. I just see myself as a, as I always say, just a, a hobby, part-time dart player. But it's cool when younger people recognise you and, People in your hometown or your own your own area sort of give you a sort of wee thumbs up and say well done. So that, that's quite cool. I do like it. I like that. That's that's super. What's better, a night out with the fire brigade or a night out with the darts players? <laughs> I don't get fined seven hundred quid if I go out with the fire brigade. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, that's a that's a difficult one because I I do like a I do like a beer and I do like a, there's quite a few guys in the PDC that. I get on really well when I, I don't mind spending the time and having a beer when good lads. So, but your shifts, your shift, you know, I'm with them all the time. Well, apart from the 50 <laughs> times I get swaps, but I'm, I'm in my shift all the time. So the, the banter we have there is second to none. It's, it's family stuff, isn't it? 
you don't let find seven hundred pound, but if you take a night full of photos, it's probably not far off seven hundred. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he gets beers out of that. He just gets ticked off a list. Gets hammered about seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've we've got some questions in for you as well from the chat room. Um, Jamie asks, "Is there a ball up at the fire station?" A what? A board up at the fire station. No, we're there working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you weren't partying in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there either. No, no, my name's not on that that board. Uh, of course, there is. Yeah, m most stations have maybe late lately in my area in the Tayside area because of my success in the last two years. Pretty much every station's maybe got a new board and a light up, and a few of the guys play. So that's a cool thing. My my old shift in Dundee. Um, Played darts all the time. They played all the time, and some I didn't really play with it that much because it's not, it's not fair. So I, I just sort of took part and helped them out. And I normally got beat in the first round or the prelim of the Christmas Cup anyway, so I didn't bother. I came back from Ali Pali after a couple of wins. Got beat in the Christmas Cup first round from one of my gaffers. <laughs> That's the level in the fire brigade. <laughs> Fez. Right. But yeah, there's there's dartboards and stations. Of course there is. Uh, we got a double question here. It said, um, "What got you into darts, and what age did you start playing?" Yeah, so I'm Scottish, and we like a drink. My granddad, <laughs> my grand and granddad owned a pub my whole life. So from when I was born, they owned the pub for forty years. So my my dad and mum worked in there and played for the darts teams in there. So I just I was always in. Back in the day, you're allowed in the pub as a kid. Nowadays, you're not so much. But um, I played darts in the pub all the time. Just Family owned the pub, so not bad at pool, not bad at darts, not bad on the, the old puggies. That's <laughs> just the <laughs> pub lifestyle. Callan's uh, dropping the gags. Is that the world's where you lost 4 1 in the last 16? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was just waiting on him, waiting on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Callan. That was only for 50 grand, you know. <laughs> um, uh, Davey says, "Do you miss playing for the Scottish national team and the the, the WDF side of it?" Yeah, massive. Uh, I was actually doing an exhibition on Friday in Kirkcaldy, and there was two Scotland international guys there, and they both asked the same thing, and they still play for Scotland. So yeah, I, I, I done, eleven years I've done it and travelled all over the world playing in World Cups and Europe Cups and that. I get the BDO and the what's happening in WDF stuff, but the World Cups were tremendous, and I've. I'm going next month, I'm going to Italy for exhibitions and that's boring out of the World Cups by meeting Italian guys. So I'm going over to Italy for a week to do exhibitions and go on a sort of tour with these guys that run the Italian Darts Academy. So that's all from the World Cups that we played in. So, yeah, I do I do really miss that. The, the trips, Swiss friends, Italian friends, German friends, it was just great. And obviously, if you've done well for Scotland... I was lucky enough to win a gold medal in 2013 in Canada when we won the team event, and it was that, that was huge. I've never felt things like that. Ali Pali is obviously really cool and, and the top level, but the World Cup as a team event, when there's three other guys in the team and you beat all the other countries in the world, that's probably one of my best memories in darts. We've got Tommy asked the next question, going, what's your greatest achievement in darts? But we'll go with that. Do you, who's, who's the best teammate you ever played with in one of those teams? Oh, man. Depends on what way you look at it. So, as in a player, Ross Montgomery was solid for Scotland. He's not been shown it in the PDC in the last two years since he got his car, but 
as a as a, as my captain and as a teammate in doubles, we won eleven medals together. And as a pair, we were always sort of quarterfinals, semi-finals, finals of events. So as a darts player, probably him. But from a from a fun point of view and a like a probably carrying on point of view, is a guy Stuart Rattray. You might not know him. He's just a good good all round guy. Good laugh, liked a beer. So he was probably a good guy to have around in the teams as well. Interesting. Did you ever get to play with Jockey? Nah. Nah. I remember, but I was only born in 78, so he, he was already like world champion in 82 and things. He was already a, a star by the time I was only a kid. So, no, nah, I remember him doing the exhibitions and going around the, the, the sort of clubs and pubs in Scotland and Arbroath, but I was too young to be part of any of that. My, my parents and grandparents and that all talked about him playing him, but nah, never played him. This is one we always talk about. How good would it have been to see Jockey play in this era in these Premier Leagues in front of 10,000, 15,000 people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's totally changed, isn't it, from him and Eric's days. It just It's a different game now. and it's. I don't think he would have been suited to it, just the way he was and the character he was. And It would have been great. If, it had been great to pit him against, like, to him and Gary to see who, you know, because Gary... I would say Gary's the best Scottish player there's ever been, but Peter might dispute that as well. But um, yeah, it'd be good to it would be good to mix the eras, but obviously it's theoretical, isn't it? Well, in in this theoretical world, because you just brought all those names up, who is the greatest Scot of all time? Greatest. <laughs> <laughs> As in a dark player, anybody. <laughs> that, in my opinion, Gary, you know, I think Gary's done more for Scottish starts as a like if you put a, if you put an exhibition on, for example, with Gary in Scotland, it will sell out in twenty four hours. He's that popular up here, so I don't think anybody else has that. Peter doesn't really come up this far, and you can't really compare Jockey nowadays. But yeah, because he's what he's English. <laughs> <laughs> He's Scottish. <laughs> Scottish when he wins. He's Scottish when he wins for Scotland. <laughs> However, like Andy Murray's a Brit when he's winning. <laughs> no, he's not. He's Scottish. <laughs> you, you, you guys must have ribbed him slightly. The fact he played at Lakeside with that great big England next to his name. You, you can't let him forget that. But yeah, that's you know the score. That's BDO. It was just a graphics mistake. <laughs> <laughs> we know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Suits, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to have you on, mate. I've, spun, I've been trying to sort it for, for a while and I, I constantly bug you, but massively appreciate your time as always, mate. Great, great to have you on. And we'll have to get one of these parties going on because they sound, sound decent. I can't, afford, <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford it. Have you seen my rankings lately? We're not allowed to leave our houses. We've been doing this Berkeley for three years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so massively appreciate your time as always, mate. Thank you very much, and I will see you very, very soon. Cheers, well. guys. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers Lee. Cheers, Jack. Cheers, later, guys.
an absolute ledge. I love that. Yeah. Absolute superb to have well, super Alan's Alan Suter participating in the 2028 World Seniors of Darts. Absolutely murder you. Also, <laughs> I, know, I know he's in the chat room. We were talking about the football team last week. Cal says, Do I make the team yet? Cal, admit to your horrific disciplinary status that you told me last week. <laughs> this is some record. Um the worsening the rugby team of late. Yes. <laughs> um, but right, time to go in. So we had the, the calendar announcement on Monday. We thought that was it. However, we knew part of this was coming. But I didn't expect the blanket ban. There we are. <laughs> Played five games, got sent off five times. <laughs> um so we knew that there was questions to be had around Bo, Luke Littler, definitely. Um, there's a few more that we think are going to have the decision to make as well. That if you are an international qualifier or qualifier for Ali Pali through one of the associate tours, X, Y, and Z, and have also qualified at Lakeside, the PDC have banned the players from playing in both. Now, when this came out, our WhatsApp didn't stop, boys, did it? I don't think it has stopped. I think there's still a lot of conversations around it because there was, uh, I don't know, a statement personally I'm not surprised with considering how the first announcement was made. So I wasn't surprised with what was announced. However, I probably expected it to be more of a joint announcement than one announcing it, because previously I think it was joint. And then secondly, I'm surprised they've released it when they're not in a position to say which players are playing in which of full confirmation. Um, they would have got out otherwise. Somebody somewhere would have said, we've been told this. Well, yeah, what we knew. We'd been told by two players that they'd already been told. That's how we knew, certainly for the men, it was coming. Yeah, but there's gotta be there's gotta be a you've gotta be able to share this information with people and it's not been reported. I.e. we was aware of it but we didn't report it. There's a difference in that information and that would be the similar stance that you'd probably give to players at that time. Um it's I guess the disappointment is what we like with a statement the the majority of the time from some organisations, it's very clear. We know what the stance is. We know what the position is of all. However, right now we don't. We know the stance of um, the PDC. However, there's still some players that we're still waiting on confirmation. And that's going to be ongoing. I thought the, the WDF announcement was actually spot on the way they... It was very clear that this is not our decision. I don't think it is because actually they're the ones that are ultimately at risk of missing out here. Their tournament is going to rely on these players that are potentially qualifying for both far more than the PDC World Championship. A PDC World Championship without a Luke Littler or a, or a Bogries, whilst disappointing, would not be the end of the world. They aren't the biggest names in their World Championship. In the WDF, one of them is a defending champion and one of them is the hottest prospect 
in darts right now that goes in as one of the favourites considering just what he's doing. The favourite. The, yeah. They are the two favourites without yeah. doubt. They have to be. Or would have been, should say, if that was the case. They would be... Bookmakers made Josh Rock seventh favourite for the World Championships last year because of his potential. They are petrified of what Luke Littler is going to do. You will never, ever find value on Luke yeah. in his career now, unless he has a two-year slide where he only just keeps his card. You will just not find value on the kid because he is that special. And they're petrified that one day he'll put it together and produce something ridiculous. Just... It might, what, it might... what do you reckon he is for the World Championship right now? He's about it was, PDC. Yeah. 16s. 50s. But that's absolute longest when he should be at least 250. 50 to 1. Yeah. Probably a bit lower than that. But they've got him shorter odds than Ross Smith, Danny Noppert, James Wade, Daryl Gurney, Christoph Rakaiski. Mental. But he's A-Dame stupid. Like... <laughs> Stupid and his B game isn't bad, by the way. But his A game is really stupid. Um, and is provisionally world number five, yeah. And Luke Littler's shorter odds to win the world championship than the provisional world five, <laughs> provisionally world number six. Sorry, um, but let's let, 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 let's try and chat room to see if you can make sense of it as well. What does the PDC gain by this ruling. They get to show they're the big boys, don't they? No, I think I think there is more to it than that. I think as Suits has just mentioned around, they want to be the professional. They are the professional element of this sport. In any other sport, would you allow anyone within that profession to then go and play in a semi-professional? World Championship? Probably not. They got applauded for allowing this as an exception 18 months ago, or however long ago it was. So I don't think there's any real surprise that this has come about, because it's never been allowed before, apart from an exception. The difference between that and last year is that the dates got moved and that they were impending or to-be tour card holders that had already qualified under the impression that they'd be able to play in that before making the move across. This is different. This is effectively self-employed free agents being restricted from where they can play. But they would have been allowed to play in this, potentially, if this was in April when it was due to be played. Well, that, that was my next would question. What, what, what do we think on that? Well, yeah, because if they, if they would have then played in April and then qualified in November, October, November, whenever they qualified, It'd be a very, very harsh all of them from the PDC because at that point they wouldn't have qualified for that PDC World Championship. The fact now they are qualified for both is completely different. I think if this, if the WDF would have taken place in April, Luke Littler would have been there and he would have still been playing in the PDC World Championships. Yeah. Now it is a month apart. I understand why the PDC have made that decision, whether rightly or wrongly. I understand why it's, when... it's been made at the runtime. Yeah. I, I totally think it's been made at the runtime, and I, I think Pete alluded to it earlier on um, in the chat room that the, these, as we've always said, the qualification criteria should be set way in advance, and that can be no different to someone like Luke in regards to twelve months ago. 
who wasn't top of the development tour. So we wouldn't have done in that way. Or So you made players aware that if you have qualified for something else, this is what it would mean for the World Championship. That should be made clear very, very early. And well, Pete says it here and he said it earlier. And, yeah. and this is my issue, that he hasn't got a problem with it, but it should have been stated before right. qualifying started, not week, what, what, what are we, eight weeks, nine weeks from the, the, the tournament and, and that decision's been made. That's the bit that I don't like, the fact that it has taken until now to communicate this when one of the players in question was told in June. One of them, the decision they made last year, is it? <laughs> one, yeah. one, of, one of them was told last week. And that just shows how that yeah. information was provided. I guess. Just just one comment in there. Can the legally prevent players from playing? But they ain't stopping them from playing in the WDF. They're just telling them if you do play in that, you can't play that. I would be really interested to see I don't think if that I don't one I don't think financially they would do it or two they'd have the bollocks to do it, but I'd love a player to test it in court. That's the issue. The WDF don't have the funds to do a prize fund or broadcast at the minute. Yeah. There's no way anybody on that side has got the funds to go up against a corporate giant like the PDC who have got the backing of Matchroom. There will I, be a I, loophole I, in their ruling that will do it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Whatever, whether or not it's... Look, Dan Simpson knows this better than any of us. He sat here when we thought this was an impending decision anyway, saying that actually it's restrictions of where free agents can ply their trade. And actually, then you go down employment law and you get into a bit of a, a shady area. I just don't think anybody's going to stand up and test them. And until you do or, or take them on, go somewhere like Cass. Yeah, that that never that, that, anything different. That's the issue. It's it's having the, the it's it was the same as before when the BDO used to say that if you won Lakeside and you went across to the PDC, we're not paying you your ten grand yeah. or whatever hundred grand prize money, whatever it was. That no one had the bollocks to test it. And I think Bunting was the first. That wasn't really jump. a thing, was it? The first time they put it in the contract was Durham, and then he was like BDO for life. No, no, it was in, um, but it was there for Bunting as well. I'm sure Bunting was the first one to test that. Didn't they restrict it, but Barry gave it him anyway as a signing bonus? I don't know the ins and outs of it. I thought that 
he fought it in court. Where where he got the funds to fight it from is another thing. I think he still received that money in one way or another. I, I agree, but that that that's the interesting thing. Um, but I just don't. And we've we've got a great interview with Mace coming out tomorrow morning, and he speaks about this. And it just feels to me that it's just they just plummeted darts back to 93, 94, 95, and and that where the organisations now have they been ever been further apart apart from the initial split? I don't think so. No, like yeah. they're not a threat. They just aren't. They have one TV event a year, and I guess the issue that. What the PDC seem to have taken umbrage with is the fact that, A, it's still called the World Championship, and if they try and call it the Professional World Championship, then that's going to be an issue. But as long as the BDO or WDF hang on to that name, that's always going to be an annoyance to the PDC. And, B, the fact that they've moved from a slot where it was after their World Championship, then to April, to now piggyback off the PDC success and try and use it as some sort of build-up event and hope that December becomes one long concept of darts for people to get involved in. And I think what the PDC are afraid of is being associated with the WDF tournament. That's the only thing it can be. This is a retaliation to you jumping in front of us, taking the time of the year that we go hammer and nail for every year in the build-up for, and actually you've jumped right in the gap between the Players' Championship and our World Championship. All eyes aren't on us. All eyes aren't on our build-up. People are going to watch you. And actually, if your tournament's crap, people there is there are still people out there that, that aren't big darts fans that will get confused between the two. If you stumble across darts and go, what's this? Why are these guys playing, etc.? I agree. I, I think the, the move to the time slot it has has had a, a massive impact on this. I still think the PDC would have made this decision if this was taking place in January. I'm not sure. Because after this doesn't matter. But what I don't get is January wouldn't matter because then they're tour card holders. Yeah. Their their tour card starts on whatever January. Yeah, so they wouldn't have had to make so in theory then they wouldn't have had to make that decision on some of these, or Luke Little wouldn't be allowed to play in that then, would it? No. Bo would still be eligible for both, as she has been in the past. It's the international qualifiers. But ultimately, as I said before, the international qualifiers aren't the ones making either tournament. With the greatest respect to somebody like Ben Robb, he's not about to rock up at the PDC World Championship and win it. Or, if he goes on a very good run at Lakeside, he's capable. But have we seen enough from him in the past to suggest he's going in there as one of the top four to go and win that? Probably not at the moment. I I, I disagree. I think, I think he can win Lakeside. As, a, as an example, not everybody in that situation. I get what you mean. I'm not digging out Ben Robb. He's just no. the only one I know that's in a similar situation of potentially qualifying for both right now. David Cameron right. might be another, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Uh, how, how doing, Anthony? Hope you are good. And yeah, look, I, I agree. But just if, it, and this goes back to the point that I think last year about sport being amateur and professional. But when you listen to the WDF, they don't want to be the amateur world championship. They want to be an alternative to the PDC. So, so why would the PDC allow their players to play in an alternative? Yeah, no, exactly. This decision should have been made at the start of the year, not September, nine months ago. If this was said in January, no one would moan. It's yeah. because, again, the, the, the timing of the issue. 
yeah, I'm not de- I'm not debating the the timing aspect because the timing is dreadful for the players involved. But the decision I'm not as opposed to as I think other people are. Because they are the professional side of the sport and there's not any other environment that I can think of where they would allow that to happen. In an alternative or your amateur day, whichever way you look at it, however the PDC looked at it, does the PDC don't look at them as an alternative, let's be honest. No. They look at them as the amateur aspect. Yeah. As, as they do the same as the ADC, I'm guessing they put them all in the same category. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's. I just think the decision I'm not opposed to, but the the timing of it is dreadful. Yeah, look, dreadful. Right now, this doesn't benefit darts. Right now, forget. Doesn't hinder. I don't want to benefit darts. They want to benefit themselves. Like yeah. for, without being, it is being disrespectful, but it's 100 percent true. For the last 10 years or so, the BDO have basically been an annoyance. They've not been a partner. They've been up and down in terms of what they're capable of. They've had three different leadership models from the Williams to Jacklins to now being the WDF. And actually, the fact they're still hanging around, they've cancelled other tournaments, but loitering around, trying to use the PDC's time, not the PDC don't own the time of the year, but trying to use a similar time of the year that the PDC use. I generally think if they can pinch their top stars, this might be the PDC's way of going, Do you know what, we're fed up with you. Darts is fed up with you. If we make this move, we might be able to get rid of you a little bit. Um, people asking about the thing. I have, I'm not going to lie, I've pestered and pestered Matt. And I have got to sit down with Matt tomorrow in London. I can tell you what he's going to say for half of it. But, but at least there's answers from that side of it then. Yeah. It is the thing. At least there is some clarity on why the decision... Because at the moment, we don't know. that not there, There's been no nothing from them. So yeah. at least... There'll be something. I can literally tell you one of the clips right now because you're going to mention players being banned from one or the other. He'll rephrase the question for you, saying, no, we haven't banned anybody. They have choice to play wherever they want, etc. And there'll be some corporate line about the fact that they have the choice. There's an opportunity for them to come and make money playing in the PDC, and it's up to them to make that decision. They'll shift all blame, won't say why they've done it, and that's what Matt Moore's going to say because he's very good at it. He is very good at it. Agreed. The minute you Um, mention the word ban, he will be all over you. I know. I've I've already got how I'm going to. I'm not going to mention the word ban. (laughs) I've already. I've already got this one. You know when like some of the great um, wordsmiths and commentators have certain endings planned for certain scenarios. I've got this one worded already. Don't worry. Um, but. I just, I, I don't get it. We'll, we'll let Mace have his say tomorrow morning. That'll be out around 8.30, 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. I say, you, I know you're saying you don't get it, but for me, looking at it from a, again, just playing devil's advocate from a PDC perspective, it's not impacting their tournament. They know that the majority of the players, if not all, will pick them. And then from a WDF perspective, it's well publicised the difficulties that the WDF are having right now in regards to this World Championship because of what's happened with the Masters. So for the PDC to make a decision that doesn't impact them negatively, apart from comments on social media and people speaking about it. You say that. And if, other than that, 
why would the PDC then know? Yeah, yeah, you can have the, the biggest upcoming star in the world right now. Yeah, you can have him to play in your world championship. Why would they do that when they can keep him? Yes, have our women's world match by champion. Why would they do that? Right, but you've just said that there. It doesn't have a negative impact on them. If Bo picks the WDF, that does have a negative. What does that say? That the, the only women's TV tournament they have, if their champion of that tournament goes, actually, I've won 30 grand on the women's series. I've won 10 grand for your TV tournament. Fuck you. I'm going to play in this. One is that they provide opportunities. Players can choose to take those opportunities. <laughs> that, that'll, be, that'll be the PDC line. Oh, it, it might be, it might be line, but it's not a good look. But, no, it's but not a good look. The, the, the only time that becomes a bad look is what we were, is what we were talking about earlier, is if they then don't allow three women to play the World Championships. If a, if someone else comes in and takes that position, I think it's Lisa at the minute. Which, by the rules... But if that happens, if that happens, then I... Obviously, Bo deserves to be there. She's number one in the rankings, so totally deserves to be there. But from a perspective of the PDC, they're not in a worse position by making this decision at all. But the WDF are 100% in a worse position by losing loot and by lo- and potentially losing oh, both. WDF, if they lose Luke and Bo, the, the, the two star attractions in both fields are gone. But I think it's a horrific look if for the PDC if Bo picks WDF over them. I, I think it's a terrible look. that the, the, the woman who has absolutely romped to the top of their women's order of merit and won their only TV tournament, sticks two fingers up and goes, actually, I'm going to play over here. Is it, though? I think so. You do, but we're also pretty aware that the PDC have put a lot of eggs in the basket of Fallon Cherrick. They have. And an absence of Bo Greaves allows them to promote her again, so long as she stays in one of those two spots right now. I agree. But to lose anyone who is top of your ranking list and not play cannot be a good look. It can't be. I don't think it impacts it as much. It it certainly doesn't have as much as a negative impact on the PDC as what it does on the WDF. I agree with you there. The decision made as a whole, if I was sat making this decision with everyone else on the board of PDC, they made the right decision. From that perspective, from a darting fan, of course I wanted to lose though and play very well at late, um, late side. I want to see Bow play very well at late side and then both under the same at Ali Palu. But from a pers- pers- uh, from a perspective of the PDC, I'll let my words out, I don't see a negative to this. I honestly don't. I don't think it'll be such of a as big of a loss losing their, one of their champions for this because the field is so strong anyway. It's a, it's a really interesting one. And it's got the chat room and, talking yeah, about it as well, which it's is... It's interesting. Which... It's going to remain interesting until oh, we have that decision from Bo because that, that's going to be key. Because then if everyone... If everyone sides with the PDC in this, it makes the promotion of that the marketing around that WDF event where there's still... A lot of the advertising revolves around stuff that was taken place at the O2. Already, 
and then you've anyway. got and then you've got all this around you've got you let's be honest Bowers we saying he's hot favorite Luth would probably be favorite as well both then coming out of the tournament it raises question marks then around that WDF tournament even more for question marks that are already there I saw an advert for the WDF World Championship earlier. It was a sponsored thing where you're scrolling through and whatever. Yeah. Six of the first 10 seconds is Martin Adams' face. Cameron Menzies. Richard Veenstrew has got a talk card. Timo Trinicol is now not really there. They show Duff towards the back end of it. Kirsty Hutchison got a three-second look in. And I think they used Littler from one event at one point. And everything else was crowd shots and whatever else. But actually, the majority of the players they used to promote their event won't be there. Yeah. And, but the other thing yeah. to remember is, as well, sorry, not that. No, no, whatever on. decision Bo makes, the PDC hold the power. Oh, look, if she picks the PDC, the they've got the, the power way. anyway. If she picks the WDF, as much as we say it might have a negative impact on her decision to pick the WDF, we also know how petty the PDC are. Adrian Lewis turned down one World Series and never got another look in. But, but on that, right now, Bo is only playing in the women's events. She's playing in the Grand Slam now in the World Championship, potentially. The the PDC are not in a position to beat Bow for anything else. And let's be honest, Bow would only be picked for anything else if she has a good run at the World Championships, potentially. Yeah. If she doesn't play me, that's not even a question to be had because she's already decided that the WDF is the route. So, yes, currently she won that pit for anything else. But to do that, would winning one game at the World Championships be enough for it to be in the World Series? Probably not. Probably not at the moment, given that it's already because happened. It's, it's already you happened. Need a, you need a sustainable run. Yeah. But there is also that question that actually the WDF are scratching around a little bit to get their tournament on. Long term, if the WDF ceases to exist in a couple of years and, and Bo comes running back, are the PDC going to put opportunities for her further down the line or, or make the goalposts for her, the hoop for her to jump through that little bit higher, knowing that she's turned them down before and actually it, it's sort of come running back? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I guess also a thing to consider that we've not mentioned yet is 12 months ago, if this weekend would have clashed, as it has done with the British Open and the PDC event, we all know that Bo would have been at that British Open because we've seen it many times. We've raised questions around why is she not why is she not playing PDC? Are we in a series of the Women's Series? Right now, she's picking the Women's Series over that, which I think a lot of people are expecting the WDF. But it is interesting to see that this weekend was probably good timing for that, that she's actually picked the PDC Women's Series over it. The difference is when she was picking the WDF event, it was to secure her place back at Lakeside. Now that that's already there. I think think she was already pretty there then. She was winning everything still. That was a lot of the Fed. Yeah, there's a couple of things as well. Anthony's says, um, what if the WDF completely picked up the tournament to mid-year? Like, I, I agree. I think the timing of where the tournament is, is a huge issue. I, I, I really do. I think where they put it, although it's probably better for the WDF, it's caused them an issue with the PDC. Well, I, I, I agreed, Pete. That is... um. um that is still until we know what they're playing for and and whatever. I I completely agree that, and and that that's one reason that I think that Bo may be tempted to pick the PDC. That if the women's prize money for winning 
Lakeside is only around 10 grand and not, what was it, 25 last year? Yeah. Yeah. If it's only around 10, I could, I can quite easily see the. If you're guaranteed similar prize money just for turning up at the PDC, just for, for one game, seven winning half, a title, then yeah, part of me thinks that's the way to go. Yeah, I I, I agree that it's it, it it's a real interesting one, and hopefully we'll get some more answers tomorrow. But there was actually some. Go on, Gob, you gonna say something? So whatever happens. With that, th- I hope that the PDC make a call on it before that last block of women's series. I want to go back to that. Don't want to see them in the same position they were in last year. Even if they've already made a decision on it, be bold and come out of it now and back it. Because at the minute, you're guaranteed one of Fallon, Lisa, Rianne or Robin Byrne, right? Does- be content with that and say, even if Bo makes this decision either way, before that next block, we're going to give that next spot to the third place. What would effectively be place number four then? If they leave it, Fallon gets overtaken by Lisa and then they make the decision again for the second year in a row where they've made a move that gets Fallon Cherok into the World Championships or seemingly gets Fallon into the World Championships. It's just a disaster. They they might as well kill her off now. Yeah, That's too much for one person to have to bear the brunt of. Yeah, but that I agree because the amount of abuse that you get is ridiculous. But right now, this and that why I went back to they shouldn't have released this statement until they had agreement from players from both sides of the spectrum. The amount of abuse that they're both going to receive for whatever decision she makes. If if Bow pits the WDF, the abuse is just going to be next level on pitting that because as we're probably all in agreement with. The, the best route at, at the moment when the women's game is the PDC, that level of abuse will dull there. And the only people who can make that decision quicker, the same with the tournament one, is the PDC now. Is the PDC can step up and make that move, have this conversation with Bo. And also, once that conversation's been had, then say, this is what the impact will be. For that next women for that women's spot, if Bo decides not to accept the PDC, will it go down? Will they change the rule? Let's be honest, they've changed the rule before, so they can change it again. Rule one. That'll be asked. Can we talk Johnny's line before we do move on? I know there is more to talk about, and you were about to do that two minutes ago. But he said, "Money comes and goes; titles last forever." Now, why? I I spoke about this on the stream yesterday as well, and I can see the appeal of chasing a world championship and going and being a world champion. I can, right? But in this day and age, I'm not sure it counts for as much as it did 30 years ago. It, I go back now, to... Now that people are full-time professionals, earning money is more important. You, you talked... Michael Smith was prime I was about to 18 bring months ago. I know the 10 million but never win a world championship. I'm a very happy person. Now, that yeah. might apply to one person. That might apply to absolutely everybody. But... Being a world champion is brilliant for about 10 minutes when you lift the trophy and the after party, right? The following day, it actually means not a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. And before this was before Smithy won. Yeah, I think we I think he said this at the Grand Prix. I can I'll, I'll go and find out. But I'm sure he said at the Grand Prix before he did won a TV title. He, his exact words were: if I never win a TV title. But I've got ten million in the bank when I end my career. I couldn't care less because my yeah. family is set. 
No, that we're not it. talking 10 million here. We're talking one instance of a world championship, yeah. right? But and whilst me and you have got into a very heated debate upon the legitimacy of calling <laughs> people world champions for winning the WWE, <laughs> as long as that is the only world championship event for women only, that is still the women's world title. Whether you like it or not, whether anyone else likes it or not, I'm not getting into that part of the debate. But if the <laughs> WDF ceases to exist in five years' time, the value of going and chasing that world championship is, is devalued compared to playing in a first round of a PDC tournament where prize money we expect to be similar. Right? Stay with me here. We expect prize money to be similar. And actually, being a world champion counts for... In 10, 20 years' time, what does it count for? You're in a conversation for Muppets like us sat online discussing who the best ever is. Right? You, you can't take it with you when you die. Like, there's, there's nothing else to it. We can sit here and say Phil Taylor's the best because he won 16 world championships, right? But actually, when Phil Taylor's life comes to an end, what does that actually mean for Phil? Well, you... you... You didn't say that about anything. You go into a sport when you started playing a sport to be the best in the world and to be the best in the world is to be the world champion. That is why you would take part in any sport at any level when you first hit to football or when it's, I want to win the World Cup. When yeah. you play dart, it's about, I want to be world champion. Everyone wants to be world champion at whatever they are taking part in. Phil, Paul, there isn't really that, you want, you but, have two options like this at the top end of the game. Right, 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 right now, in, in like, like you've mentioned there, five years' time, let's say this is the last WDF World Championship. Bo goes on and wins it. She's two-time World Champion. If she doesn't go on and win it, she could be one-time World Champion, but first round, competed in the first round of the PDC World Championship. If that was then the end of her career, the World Championship surely mean more. Being a two-time World Champion doesn't matter of what the organisation does. In five years' time, why does it mean more? To sh- why? For her? For, for you? If it was you? For, for, you a, for a sense of success and pride, yes. Five years' time, financially, you, that's the end of my career. A sense of pride? A huge sense of pride? A, a huge sense of pride, like, yes. With the if, trainer? If, if the prize money for the PDC on offer and she goes and wins 30 grand compared to 10 grand, for instance... Five years' time, she's going to notice that 30 grand a lot more than she will the 10 grand and having a trophy that Pete rightly says you can go and buy at auction in 10 years when they go bust anyway. I, I think sport has, I think 10, 15 years ago, I agree. But I think there is a mentality change within the world, not just darts in general, where you hear boxers like Eubank Jr. said it in a recent interview. He wants big money fights over world title fights. I think there is a mentality shift in people, not just starts here, that I think money is more important to people than anything. At a certain point, fighting at, a fucking at, cuddler, for Christ's sake, over going after one of the heavyweight to be yeah. named one of the best ever. At, uh, at, a, at a certain age, yes. If you speak to Luke Little now and ask him, being world champion or a certain amount of money in his bank, I think Luke Little would say world champion. Do you know how many J2Os he could buy with a certain amount of money in his bank? <laughs> Do you, know, do you know any more exhibitions you could have being world champion? <laughs> I was going to get it anyway. It's just a talent. But do you know well, I mean? No, I, I think that becomes at a certain age that the, the focus when you are grown up is you want to be world champion. You want to be the best at that sport. Yes, when you're a kid, money, I agree. Money when then talks, already, money talks later on. already done that. What? Bo's already done that. She's a world champion for life. The, the only real target now for Bo in terms of world championships is can she go and beat Trina? 
is the WF going to be around long enough for Bo to go and beat Trina? But but why but why not potentially have four or five of them in the back? And I, like I says, I think PDC is the right route for it. But just playing devil's advocate in the arguments of it, why not be four, five times world champion before then the PDC might have one, and then she could be hundred grand better off from PDC world championships in the same time. Shane, they're going to be too far behind in the in the WDF. The prize money might not be this. It might not be the same, but it's not going to drop to less than a first round win. You would expect. To be fair, Rob's got a point here. By Luke Pease in the PDC Worlds, he said he it doesn't kind of say he's not fussed about being a world champion. Didn't Fallon Cherrick make exactly the same move when they put her in and then pulled her out again? Correct. I, when you're a kid, I agree with you that you want to be on and be. But when you realise what the world's about and what makes the world go round, that's money. It, 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 it's not. I just look at elite sport now, and all they talk about is money. How much money can I make? All these top golfers that went pissed off to live, they didn't do it for title and prestige. They did it because they were offered two hundred million. I know Rory McIlroy is chasing the green jacket, but if you keep offering him FedEx Cups at the end of the year instead, I think he's going to be pretty content when he retires. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. Uh, Boyce, I agree that when you're a kid and you're a green man, the gills, you don't know what the world's about. Yeah, you want to be the best and you want to be world champion. You want to do this. But when you when you get to an age and you know what the world's about, it's about money. It's how much can you make? Yeah. But, but the players that we run about... They haven't made that money anyway. <laughs> the route that the route that Luke and Bowie's going, they're going to make that money anyway. They're not going to be short of money from the the world of darts, you would imagine. Especially for the opportunities from Luke's perspective, you're looking at potential that he's at a ridiculous level now. As long as he can maintain that, never mind increasing his level. A career in the sport is looking very, very good, and for Bow. Is absolutely dominating the women's fields at the moment in the PDC, and you would expect that's only the other row. So, from a financial aspect, you wouldn't think either of them are going to be short. It's an, it's an interesting one. It, it it really is. Right, should we talk about some action that happened this weekend, boys? Man United losing to Brighton. Yes, great shout. But, oh, but, but before, if you haven't yet. Make sure you drop us a like and subscribe to the channel. Get involved in the chat room as always. Um, so, the World Series of Darts Finals. Gob's favourite tournament took place over the weekend. It'd probably be the favourite for a lot of people because there's £70,000 for the prize money. So, it doesn't matter what it is. The, we're all about the money on this show, aren't we? Give <laughs> me the Benjamins. <laughs> it's not about the money. <laughs> um, right, chat room as well. First thoughts on the tournament. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open it up. The Friday night was fucking shit. Um, the standard of play, right? Because there's, there's a lot of things to criticise throughout the weekend that weren't necessarily yeah. about the standard yeah. of dart. Can I? Yeah, can I just exclude one game out of that? There's one yeah, the, game, the, the, very, very, very game was the only one. The rest was absolute. Yeah. Dog shit. 
That was when you have eight qualifiers to an event where these players have had absolutely no input to the World Series all year. <laughs> Roll on the Grand Slam qualifier so we can do it all over again and watch him job it three times in a fucking group. <laughs> and I did like Graham Usher's walk on. Uh, bon Jovi, wasn't it? Yeah. He still missed the trick, though. He should have come out to Usher, yeah. Um, I'm just uploading a clip. Two seconds, I forgot to upload. We, we have got some clips to play as well. And look, people going in about the whilst this is loading up, the, MV, the MVG 9 data, people slamming the scoreboard failure. Can we just get some perspective here? The, the scoreboard graphic fails on Sky every fucking week. It happens. It's not just ITV. I, I get that it was on the 9 dart leg, but the score graphic fails on every broadcast. What I will say is if it was pre-recorded like the rest of the World Series, it'd probably have been right. So <laughs> you can look at it any way you want. We'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, have watched that at seven o'clock in the morning, like we have to sometimes. We might have known that it was happening. <laughs> um, so <laughs> after the Friday. William, William O'Connor set up a game with MVG and he said this. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, win, lose or draw. I can promise you one thing, he's going to have a game in his hands because I promise you I'm going to bring everything I have. I've got nothing to lose. I mean, the, he's the man, so I'm coming for you, bud. I would have, uh, I would have told everybody if my shoulder <laughs> wasn't right, I probably wouldn't have come, but I'd let somebody else take my place. No, my shoulder's good. Um, you know, the form is all right. Um, but yeah, look, looking forward to tomorrow now. Prime time tomorrow night, you're going to revel in that. I'm going to give it him. I'll tell you one thing, I will give it him. I promise you. You're getting it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Stoke the beast. However, in that That's game, he was 3 0 up. And at 4 all, out of nowhere, that 1 6 1 completely changed the destiny of the tournament. Yeah. Well, he said, bring your game. He didn't need to bring his game. He just brought a moment. That's what he brought. Because early on, it looked to be, though, in the way of William O'Connor. And if William O'Connor would have won that game after that interview, what would every player have done between now and the end of the season if they had MVG next? They would have done it. But it was, it, that moment did seem to change and have a huge running in the rest of the weekend for MVG, uh, either a moment of brilliance or a moment of luck. Yeah, it was, um, that 161 was just, the, the timing of it was ridiculous because William that played him for large spells. <laughs> this is the session I missed. This is on you, boys. I mean, if, if bringing everything you've got as a 91 average, then fair play. The level of the performance was better than the stats it shows, especially early on from uh, uh, Early on, yeah. We also discussed how live darts data is broken again. It's probably more the um, 
the words that he said about MVG probably played more in O'Connor's head than they did at MVG's at 3 0. And he probably thought, I've done him here, which is never the right thing to do against MVG. When does anybody ever go to an MVG in an interview before paid off? Peter Arch tried to make a living out of it. He'd be a six time world champion if he could keep his mouth shut. Uh, again, I saw a lot of comments on social media. Nows has just had there about uh, MVG is in the process of having major surgery to his teeth and, and jaw. It's like a two-year process, and th- this is just what we're, we're seeing now. This is just the the, the, the first part of it. It's a, it's a two-year process for it to be fixed. That's why it it, it is. Um, look, Keegan Brown again beating Joe in Price was. A, a shock, but the one six four to win it was was incredible. Um, yeah, but... this is parts of Tegan Brown that the levels that we saw a few years back, and at the moment we're only seeing little bits of it. We're seeing him in spells. Yeah, if we can see that Damer then, we we all know that Tegan Brown can be a top thirty two player. If we can see what we've saw before, without doubt, because he has got that down there. Hundred percent. Um right. We've got first of all, do I piss Gob off or do I play the other one? Always piss Dob off. Should always be your first Delta. I think it's been everything I've hoped and more. Uh, like I just said, I've really enjoyed my time. It has been honestly fantastic to get. To, you know, New York was a stand-up for me. I got to do some crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff that I would probably have never done if it weren't for darts. So, yeah, I'm, I really want to be involved in in everything next year again because you know I've had that taste of it now, and you don't want to stop. You want to be involved in it all next year. I want to go back to New York next year and. Poland and all these type of places so it's up to me now to work hard and, and keep putting in performances like I did there to, to put my name in the mix and, and put the selectors you know making me put me in these uh, in these tournaments because you know it's a, it's a different life and it's really enjoyable um, but yeah I think my, my goal is to be in top four at the end of, end of the season and you know obviously get that Premier League pick then and I can flourish and enjoy it but yeah top four is my ultimate goal this year for sure. Premier League, can we? Yeah, Boise stopped throwing a wobble about it. <laughs> what uh, I would say is, I'm disappointed that it's took him this long for him to talk about it. It's normally around you, it's normally around UK Open He's in great form and he hasn't mentioned the Premier League. Now he's mentioned the Premier League in the build up to it for the rest of the season. It's on his mind. Get away from it. <laughs> um. I just couldn't resist. Sorry, Gob. Well, it's not couldn't resist. It, it, Luke needs to resist saying it. He's been saying it for three years. And if we're going to be honest, part of the reason why the PDC will turn around and say, this is why we don't think you're ready, last year when they when they picked Dobie for winning the Masters instead, is because that's all he's spoken about. Yeah, but next year they won't have that option. If he stays in the top four, he's 60 grand ahead of Gerwin Price. Even, even if he stays good. there. Even if he's fifth, they're picking him next year. You can't say that they this year. They're, they're picking him. If he's binned off in the first round of the World Championships, not first round, but the round he comes in, and the first and the group stages of the slam early on in the Players' Championships, 
it's not as simple as someone being in there, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, you know, they'll find a way to... He's going to be there. Peter Wright, he's he's the only one you say can't be there. The only guarantees to be in that Premier League next year are Smith, Van Gerwen and Price if he wants it. What about... No chance. Oh, okay. More chance United winning the league this year. Grow up. Right, I'm going to play two clips back-to-back because they're both around mine head. And by the way, the path of Peter's answer is funny, then he changes his tact. So you the Carl Anderson shirt again, second year in a row yes, for, the, for the World Series. Is that something that's really important to you? Yeah, you know, we can't you can't forget all these uh, great players and you know, especially when we visit uh, you know, the countries where where he's from and, and he you know, he come over and trying to just get enough money to get a house for his family and, and that's all he wanted to do and, and he got out and got back and you know, poor man passed away. So, but you know, as long as we can earn a little bit of money around Christmas time to help his, you know, his kids and yeah. his family, uh, you know, that's that's what we try to do. The brace for minded as well. You left yourself some work to do with with nine pro tours to go. Are you looking forward to that that battle to, to get there? I don't care about mine. I don't hate the place, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's the worst place to put. A, you know. <laughs> You know, it's great for the fans and everything, but it's the worst place. You know, open up the train station, I'll get a train there. <laughs> Try driving it. It's an absolute nightmare. Who put mine head? It's a stupid place to play darts. Peter, wish you all the very best for tomorrow. Thank you very right. much as always. See you in mine head, you guys. I'll make it. Don't you worry. Uh, yeah, listen, this bus there, and, you know, Michael's had it, Gezi's had it. Um, I'm, I'm looking now already forward to the Grand Prix. I'm going to give it me all this weekend, give it me all next week in Budapest. Um, but yeah, priority for me is getting ready for and chat for the Grand Prix. Going to see you on some, some Pro Tour soon because not in my head, yeah. You've, I'm leaving yourself some work to do here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the last nine. Uh, I was due to play the last lot, but uh, I was still building flat pack furniture <laughs> at 4 o'clock Sunday morning. So uh, tipping up to Bouncy at 9 a.m. probably wouldn't have been the best prep. but. Uh, now listen, I know Kirsty. Kirsty doesn't want me to qualify because it's their thirtieth that weekend. <laughs> so uh, part of it probably doesn't want me to get through. But I'll, I'll be there the last nine. Um, it, it's, it's fantastic practice. It keeps you sharp. Gezi said it when he won in the last couple. It, they do make you sharp. Um, and yeah, that's definitely after that. Everything's sorted now. House done. Australia's done. Holiday's done. The rest of the year is darts for me, and um, you know, getting back into it, and you know, hopefully, there's a lot more titles to come uh, this year for me. First of all, fabulous that Peter Wright's done the Carl Anderson shirt again to, to raise money. I believe they raised about two and a half grand last year. So, what I will say as a plea is raffle it, don't auction it, raffle it, give more people a chance to have that and get involved. Yeah, yeah, but that's down to them. However, they both spoke about Minehead. Peter's obviously a fan, but promises as he will be there. What was Vincent talking about? Kim Blackpool then? <laughs> um, and Aspinall was going to play in the last nine as well. Um, do you think they'll both make it? Asp, yes. Peter, still 50-50 for me. Better odds than he was six weeks ago. He yes. has started to look a little bit more promising. He was picking up wins, averaging 90. 
there was a glimpse last time out, actually, that he went on a bit of a run and the performances got better with that. He looked okay at times this weekend. Obviously, the longer format helped him in the Barney game, who absolutely fell off the cliff. Um, Asp dead cert for me. He's just got this knack of going deep at the moment. Yeah, I agree with the I agree with the Asp one. The pit are right on probably more than 50-50. Um, just because he's okay, Dane, he's still very, very good. And I think that's sort of where he's getting to now, especially coming in. If he's going to play more, I think that will come. Um, so I think he's more than likely to, but still, they've still left the self with unnecessary pressure. Peter more so than Nathan. Nathan, let's be honest, if he wasn't to be at Minehead, he's still had a great year. <laughs> still then going into the World Championship. It'd just be great prep, wouldn't it, for that World Championship? Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul, Peter's going to play in them all as well. Um, but back to the World Series, what an incredible game between MVG and... Luke Humphreys, um, for me, just absolutely, they both, both went at it. Yes, look, Luke missed three match starts, but didn't do it. Look, apart from that, he's done nothing wrong. Um, obviously, the nine in there as, as well. And did we see these performances from MVG coming, more to the point? Because, let's be fair, it was a disappointment at the match play. Absolutely bombed at the Pro Tours. But wins his first tournament in Holland for four years. Four days of fighting we do in price can't be bad preparation. He said, he said that helped, to be fair. In one of his interviews, he said that helped massively. I know we talked about competitive darts over exhibitions, but your exhibition being then Sterling Price for four days, and let's be honest, you know there would have been that competitive edge. Both of them would have hated the fact it ended 2-2. Yeah. None of them would have wanted that to end that way. Um, so from a preparation point of view, this has worked perfectly. There was moments of utter brilliance from him. Obviously, the nine, the finish uh, against William Altona. But fortunate that he's running to still someone who's at that sort of Peter Wright stage of what, five, six years ago, Michael Smith stage of not that long ago of getting very, very close. Because Lou Humphries would have I would have expected to done in that final as favourite if he beat MVG. Knowing that especially after the performance Aspinall put in to beat right in the end and the emotion he put into that. So there's still question marks about Luth, but they are getting closer and closer to getting over the line. And this would have this was an opportunity missed for Humphries to pick up that, that title. But great went on to play, isn't it? Like that'll be yeah. heartbreaking as well. Seeing that actually that would have not was... a little bit, and Aspinall might not play the same. There's all those conversations had, but when yeah. you look at a final that is as one sided as that, at a level what? that is below what you've just produced for the semi final, there will be that actually that was a chance. What I was surprised with, if I'm being honest, was the amount of emotion from the Asp in that semi final. Knowing there's a final just round the corner, knowing that to be honest, that win could have been more convincing, and it's probably more of a relief than it is anything else. But I was surprised to see that at that stage of a second semi-final going into into a final. Yeah, it started to be very, very emotional. But especially from emotional. someone who is experienced at winning events where you play multiple games on the same day, UK Open champion for Christ's sake, where you have to battle through that final game. 
Van Gogh didn't look like he was out of energy or anything. He would have known that actually he's in for a battle all day if it goes that far. To burn that amount of energy in the celebration was, was a little bit surprising. Yeah. Well, we've got clips from, from both of them. Um, so let's play them. First of all, we'll do MVG. Of course, uh, waiting is never a nice thing, but waiting with a nice win is always good. Uh, I'm doing something what I love to do. After my family, this is probably the most... Of course, winning to him is always the most enjoyable thing for me after, of course, my family, but I love what I do. Uh, playing in front of a, a crowd, uh, performing, that's something I like. And, uh, yeah, from down, I think uh, there's more to come. Did a good place, didn't he? And obviously we saw the pictures of him with his um, Zoe and... Mike on the on the stage with him was was nice. Mm-hmm. It's always worrying for the rest of the field when he says there's more to come. Look, I guess the worry is that actually he had that dip and he'd never changed. He never changes outlook. He never changes approach. And now, whilst he isn't the all-conquering Van Gogh in a 2016 or whatever it was when he's mopping up nearly every event on the circuit, he's still capable of just flicking a switch and going, "Yes, I'm the best." Right, I know they all say, when I play my best, I win. However, for some of them, that's a default set and they just say it. But with him, genuinely, if he go to that place, like that final day in Poland, you don't beat him. Yeah, there's three players for me who fall into a category of saying that and, and can do it. MVG, Pro Smith. I, I, I agree, but I still I think, think if they all play their absolute A-plus game, he still wins. Right now, and I think the reason is because of the history they've all got. They've all been chasing him for so long that it just means that little bit more to win a game of that, that magnitude, whereas it's almost just another day for him because he's been doing it so long. That record of 28 last leg decide as he won on the Euro Tour or something, never sweated once on any of them, did he? Just what he does. And the Aspinall one's interesting because he speaks about Michael, so we'll play that and then we'll come back to this. Yeah, um, coming into the weekend, I would have took a final. <laughs> Bloody hell, I would have took a final. Um, I've got to say a massive congratulations to Michael. I know how much it means to him winning in front of his own, his own crowd, but I said to him on that stage, I don't know how he does it. He's, he is phenomenal. Uh, I, I, I say he's the, he's the best, but I never compliment him that much, but he, he is some player, you know. The, the stamina that he has is he, phenomenal and, uh, you know, I've tried, I've gave it me all today. Obviously, a great game against Keegan uh, after the start. Uh, battled so hard against Peter to get that win and got in the final. And, you know, I'm going to be deadly honest with you. I thought, you know, I'm like, I'm a fighter. I'll never give up. But I think it was one step too far. And, you know, all, all I can say is full credit to Michael. What a, what a, he's just the best, isn't he? You know what I mean? When he's on it like that, he's the best. These three or four games in a day, no one can stop the guy when he's on form and uh, you prove why he's such a world champion. Interesting. I don't mind that being your opinion. I mind it being public. For someone who has won a big TV tournament this year in Aspen, who is going to go to Ali Pali as a contender. The fact he's in a final here, not playing his best. The fact he's won the match play. The fact he's not played pro tours, but is still in the rankings where he is. The fact he was in the Premier League and is competitive every time he plays in there. Nate Flashball is a contender for the World Championships this year. 
telling one of your big rivals that he's the best and that actually he's probably got you over a long session probably isn't the way to go about it. If that's your opinion, fine. I think it is majority of players on tour's opinion. Even the likes of Gary Anderson, who's done battle with him, and Peter Wright, who loves to have a crack and, and see what he can get out of Van Guren, will turn around. When it comes down to it, at the end of a Peter Wright's career, I'll go, yeah, actually, he was pretty good, wasn't he? What, Just why not? Publicly, why, why you've got to go why up not? against man? Why not? Again, I'm playing devil's advocate then tonight. But you look at what William Maltana done, and now the different levels of player. But look at what a lot of players have done. Bring your A day. I'm I'm gonna throw everything at you. Hasn't worked or very, very rarely worked. Why not just pick feeding his heat up? Walking in every day knowing you are the best, you are the best, you are the best, and help for them play since people did that in twenty sixteen and he mopped up everything. There was no people going up against him going, Oh, I'm gonna have him. Not not where they believed it. You don't give him fire to fire himself up and you don't give him the belief. Well, you don't need to tell him that he's got you because he already knows it. And you telling him he's got you just gives him that extra level as well. I'm sure of it. I think there's different ways you can approach it. I'm not uh, opposed to it. And I'm not opposed to it at this stage. It would have been very different if it was pre-match. He's got MVG next and I'm talking about, oh, I'm playing the best. I'm playing the best of these. I'm playing the number one right now. Well, that I don't like. But once you've just been beaten by him, I'm not as opposed to it. I don't think it's, it's such a negative. I don't think the MVG is going to be thinking about it. It's a massive negative, but I'm just thinking, like, if you're going to go in and battle against him, just don't give him that ammunition right now. Do it later. Do it when your career is coming to an end or when he's clearing off or whatever. Give him the praise then while you're competing against him. Just don't, don't, don't give anybody an inch where this game is so mental. Don't go giving people a one-up on you. Don't give them that. Don't give them that ammunition. Don't give them that opportunity to have that little point ahead of you before you even set foot on the hockey. Have that opinion, fine. Know that opinion, yeah. But don't share that opinion with Michael. <laughs> oh yeah. You whatever, you, whatever you do, don't you tell you forget Michael. <laughs> um, but that was the World Series of Darts, all done and dusted. For 2023, MVG wins over all. Um, question time. Get your questions in whilst we... What else have we... We've bound to have missed something in the world of darts. Production. Uh, see you later now. I hope you're good. What, ITV? Yes. Go on. What was... Look, we know the scoreboard. Great, was it? it just wasn't great, was it? I, I get they give you a different approach to darts than Sky do. That whole segment between the semi and the final was something different. You you were going to talk about encroachment area, by the way. Yeah. Um, but I just... If they're going to refresh the graphics, and I think some of the rest of their coverage needs a refresh. The opening titles are a bit old now. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm not getting a lot from their team. They've used Mark Webster in the past. They've used Dan Dawson in the past. Both are travelling to the Pro Tours who have more knowledge than the likes of some of the commentary team that, that ITV still have. Mace carried that commentary team again at the weekend. Yes. Um, Ned in comms doesn't work. And I think it's a bit of a slap in the face to, to Dan that the fact they've got Ned doing commentary over Dan. Um, John Rawling offers absolutely nothing. So many mistakes again this weekend. 
there are so many good broadcasters in darts or commentary teams or pundits right now. And it just felt like there was a premier tournament on TV and there was a floor event in Wigan and the premier team available that weekend or that were rolled out that weekend were streaming on PDC TV. And they're not even two of the people in the conversation right now to be lead for ITV. It's just tired. It's just lazy. It's just repeat the same thing. Oh, yeah, he's playing well. There's no backup of when he's played well. Or he did this in a pro tour. I mean, I don't particularly like giving them that much acknowledgement, but they referenced an interview one of the players gave as a boxing podcast. Yeah. Why would they be on a boxing podcast? There was counting mistakes from people in the commentary. I know it happens, but there was too many this weekend. People going, oh, this is what it leaves, or this is what they've scored, or this is what they want, or they want tops. No, they don't. They're nowhere near tops. Yeah, look, Mace carries that broadcast. and But it feels like a closed boys' club, that you're not going to break it up unless something in the broadcast landscape happens. Yeah. And as much as we sit here borderline in the industry and not wanting to criticise other people that are in similar positions, and they'd likely do the same straight back and, and clap back if we ask that. Accurate. I just want something more. There are people in this industry who have an incredible amount of knowledge who can purvey that to an audience in a better way than what we're seeing right now and just aren't being utilised. Go out there and use them. Give that coverage. You know what? We've, if you're honest with me, go and rival Sky's coverage. Go younger. Go modern. Go and attract a new audience with a different way of getting it across if they can. Go and be that little bit more risque with your coverage. Go and do that behind-the-scenes stuff that they did. Do a bit more because it feels like they might do the odd interview like they did with Keegan Brown going, oh, yeah, you had trouble getting here, which was referenced every 30 fucking seconds. And that only came because he said it in ours to yeah. start with. And that was it. Just just go and get some features, get some more information. Get inside the mind of these players and get that to an audience. Because actually, in terms of a live broadcast, they don't get the opportunity very often. Well, they get three attempts a year. Yeah. Yeah. Four events a year. Euros. Uh, five. Keeps going up. But the point still stands. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. Um, yeah, and just off of that, obviously there were some things about, look, Gary does it, MVG does it. Um, about, they did the thing about the exclusion zone, about how your toes in the exclusion zone and X, Y, and Z. And listening, talking to the referees, if they're just stood slightly over the line and it doesn't impact the other person's throw, they're not going to do anything. Complaining about, yeah, like, as much as the players shouldn't be doing it, they're a bigger fish to fry in the world of darts. They're not going to start ratting players out or finding them every single time their toes go over the edge. The minute there is an issue, though, what they need to do is come down on the players. They can't yeah. just go a player moaned about an interview. If you're aware that players are doing it, you're saying you're not going to do anything about it until a player complains. The minute a player does complain about it or it becomes an issue, they need to act. They can't just let it carry on. And I guess it's a point very much of 
spoiling it for everybody. If one person keeps doing it, then nobody will be allowed to do it and they will come down there. It will become petty and boring and whatever. But if that's what they have to do, that's what they have to do. It's just, it's not difficult to be that much a little further back. If an opponent's got an issue with it, get out of it. That's why it's there. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, Davey says, do we think Gene Van Veen's going to qualify for the Grand Slam in his first year? Yes, I do. How? What, through the qualifiers? No, this week's Euro Tour. If he goes further than Petrescu, he's in. Why is there no... Not Grand Slam, Grand Prix, sorry. Can't be why that, mate. <laughs> there is no Grand Slam race, is there? I always get Slam in the Grand Prix around the wrong way. How? One's crap and one's brilliant. Don't yeah, slide off the Grand Prix. Yeah, the Slam's better. You're right. You're both idiots. <laughs> I love the Grand Prix. I want to slide it up. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he gets in over... Pikachu. Um, question as well, and especially off this weekend, are we worried about Michael Smith at the moment? Not firing bully, is he? Yes and, and no. I think you need to peak and be in form at the right time. I'm a bit concerned he's not producing the, the very same level, but that being said, the mentality with Smith is different. And it was different last year. His approach before he won his majors for the first time was different. He seemed to be that much a little bit stronger in the last 18 months. And now he's got those titles. He's got that resilience. I think if he puts his mind to it for six to eight weeks, like the back end of the year, then he's got that opportunity. He was, by his own admission, absolutely knackered at the start of the year. Yeah. Because he was Premier League world champion with media commitments, exhibitions, or whatever. And some of that's his choosing, some of that's not, or whatever. But ran himself into the ground at the start of the year, then made the change. I think if he's putting the hours in on the board away from it, but not necessarily going deep at the minute, I think he'll be absolutely fine. Oh, no, he'll be fine. I'm not saying he won't be, but yeah, at the moment, he's just a little bit um... rusty. Yeah. A little bit rusty. Um... So are people asking about a target launch? No, it's tomorrow evening. I am going. Yes. FTR stands for future. They've basically dropped some letters from it. It's in one of the promos. Why not? They've done it that way. It's beyond me, but yeah. Um, so, yes. From the orbit in London. How much? Should, should we have a... Should we run a competition? How much would the New Elysium be? Because whilst they haven't been announced, there's normally a set every year at this oh, kind okay. of year. And there was conveniently a review of last year's Elysians on their social media in the last 24 hours. Tell me there's a new set coming about. Tell me there's a new set coming. There'll be new Elysians. 525. There were 500 last year, weren't they? I can't remember. That's what I would... With technology cost. You think, look, look at this darts. Bloody expensive in a minute. I'm going 600 this year. Oof. 5.50, middle of the road. To be fair, though, I, I know they're expensive, but I do like the concept of the Elysian. About, they're not yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a dart to throw. This is a collector's yeah. thing. And the, the and what goes into them, all the milling and, and whatever and, and stuff. I actually quite like the concept. And it's always something new in terms of a grip. And actually, they're almost art, aren't they? Yeah. Well, that's the concept of it. If you want to throw them, then fine. They're bloody expensive dart to throw and break and scratch up and whatever. But 
they've got people by the bollocks who have got the first seven though, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like it. But yeah, tomorrow night that is. So looking forward to that. We will bring you um, as much as we can, which is good. So last couple, because we are in Fergie time. But great show tonight. Great to have suits on. What an absolute diamond. Great to speak to him. And for once, we were actually planned. We had this one planned in advance. So I suppose we have to get thinking already. We're already a week behind now because Suits was known before we went on air last week and we don't know who the week after is. So. <laughs> Shotgun. No. I'm working super soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete, one of one of us will take it. Well, I I haven't got my I haven't got my Super Series diary in front of me. No, bugger. We'll work yeah. Down. But yes, thank you for the offer. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll sort it. Um, <laughs> Johnny, the film must be over by now, mate. Come on. Prisoner Raskaban is not two and a half hours long. It's been entertaining, by the way. I've done exactly where he is in the story, I mean. Yeah, I've, I've loved every single second of it. <laughs> Three turns should do it. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, for anyone that's read the books, the ending to the Prisoner Azkaban is horrific in the film. Nothing like what it is in the book. None of them are. No. Um, but everyone, absolute top top show tonight thanks for suits for coming on we will sort out next week's guest in plenty of time also mace interview dropping tomorrow morning matt porter wednesday as long as everything goes according to plan tomorrow so fingers crossed we should have some answers but absolute top show thank you very very much as always been phil bars jack garwood lee boyce that is us signing out and we'll see you all very, very soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.